Welcome to the Rhonda Grant Show with your host, Rhonda Grant. If you believe that there is more to life than what you see right now and you want to find out more, listen in as her guests share their journey and their extraordinary experiences. Now, here is your host, Rhonda Grant. Welcome. We are so pleased that you have joined us. It is here that we will uncover if my guest has had extraordinary discoveries in her life. The theme song for the Rhonda Grant Show is Sun on the Water, composed and performed by John Park Wheeler. My guest today is Dr. Annalie Driesen, who is a C-level Master Certified Coach, Clinical Counselor, Spiritual Healer, Ordained Metaphysical Minister, author and scholar of metaphysical and practical philosophy for over 35 years. Anna Lee is the founder and CEO of the International Metaphysical Academy in Victoria, British Columbia, Canada, which she established 11 years ago. Its mission is to facilitate high-level spiritual education for consciousness expansion through critical thinking, applied knowledge, and personal responsibility and love. Join me in welcoming Dr. Annalie Driesen. With such a vast background in the metaphysical, did you experience these types of abilities as a child? And if so, were you encouraged to develop these gifts? Uh, When I look back to my childhood, I had already very early experiences when I was in kindergarten to be drawn to healing and to education. And I did this with my dolls. Uh, You know, at the time, I didn't know it, but uh, I I built my own little school, my fantasy school with all my dolls, and I had a hospital. And so I went to the universe and uh, picked up uh, little dolls that had lost their arms and legs, and I put them all in little beds, and (laughs) and I (laughs) wrapped them up and put Nivea cream on them and things like that. And I even didn't realize that some some dolls without a head, they could not live anymore. So even if they had no head, I've just put them in hospital beds for healing. So I didn't know it at the time, but throughout my life, I know I was preparing myself for this academy. I had many experiences. And my calling did not happen until about 20, almost 30 years ago. And uh, that's when I got involved with the early beginnings of the International Metaphysical Academy. And when I look back at uh, my education, um, it didn't feel like it at the time, only (laughs) when you introduce me and and read all this, and I think, wow, it's quite a lot. (laughs) You have a lot of years and you just do what you need to do it it doesn't seem like so much and so um, I know that uh, I was guided to prepare with my skill sets and with my way of putting things together translating from German language into English that it all was a preparation for what I'm doing today. Well that's wonderful and is it that that brought you to Canada or what did bring you to Canada? That's another interesting question. What brought me to Canada was actually me marrying a Canadian. Now, the marriage did not last very long, but I stayed here. But something interesting happened also, which I remember. And I was still in kindergarten when I announced to the kindergarten teacher that when I grow up, I will live in Canada. I had no idea about Canada. I had heard it somewhere. I didn't know where it was, what it was, (laughs) but I announced it as though 
on some level I knew. And now I know I was guided here to bring the information that I have had the privilege to access uh, through a world-class number uh, channel who lives now in Austria to translate the new information and to make it a big part of the academy's curriculum. And uh, I know I was guided here and uh, I know that because of many other events that happened. And uh, that is something that I agreed to do before I came here. So I know that and that is not something I can convince anyone with. Uh, I just know for me it's true. And uh, I feel tremendously honored and privileged that I do what I do. And I, it is such a gift and such a blessing to do something that you know is worthwhile and can save many people's lives. Yeah, you're making such a difference in people's lives. Yeah, and I just need to grow. You know, now it's time for me to go global. Uh, the pandemic has been one of the most terrifying things for me, but also one of the greatest gifts, because mm -hmm. now I have been attracting people from all over who can manage during that time zone to be part of the academy program. And that's what I'm doing. So I'm very, very active with the C-suite. I'm very active with a number of networks and uh, individuals to uh, convince them, to attract them, to invite them to do this very uh, comprehensive program, which is really a five-year program, five-year study program. Mm -hmm. um, for our listening audience, uh, are there... Um, certain signs and signals that they should pay attention to, uh, to know if they have these special abilities and that they should um, uh, increase, increase them or develop them? Uh, everyone is different. Everyone's conceptual apparatus is different. And so what I would like to encourage people is to learn what they can pay attention to in their life. And it could be through a special teacher or a special book or a special incident. Uh, it could be a very happy one. It could be a very challenging one. You know, you, you're very well aware of, as I understand, of near-death experiences, for example. Mm -hmm. But there could also be other things. There could be suddenly a big award that leads you into something that is really important to do or continue doing. Uh, it could be a lot of things. One of the suggestions I do have is to practice meditation. Meditation or prayer, uh, any kind of uh, practice, or pra uh, practice that allows people to get into stillness and get into their inner world. And that can be done in many different ways. You know, we don't need to sit in a funny way or we don't have to, you know, necessarily even close our eyes. It can do, it can happen while we do the dishes, while we do gardening, while we go for a walk, where we just are very present within ourselves about what's going on. And so often then we do get answers. Uh, we may get the answers as ideas, or we may get answers as sudden feelings or emotions, or we may get answers in very different ways. Suddenly we get a phone call that's really important. Or we have an experience of telepathy with someone. There are multiple, multiple ways to help us to figure out or at least ask the question, 
is there any deeper meaning? And sometimes there is, and sometimes there isn't. Uh, we have to also learn to distinguish. And oftentimes when we just follow those, those signals, those messages, we are led to our next step in our development or in our journey. And so it's definitely there. Our, our intuition connects us with uh, spirit guides uh, or with protective spirits or with what most people refer to as angels. And um, there is value in that in exploring it. And there's also value in exploring what is fake. Um, sometimes, uh, you know, Rhonda, I encounter people who get into a um, sort of romantic type of spirituality, a feel-good spirituality, and that may be dangerous. Uh, it may be misleading, and it may take people away from responsible action because sometimes uh, spirituality can be an escape. And um, so it requires a fair amount of knowledge and and self-reflection and thinking to to trust uh, the connection that we have with the spiritual world. How would a person recognize telepathy? I mean, we hear these types of words all the time, but sometimes people just don't know what would that feel like in my body if I was having a an experience of telepathy. Mm -hmm. Yeah, for example, I had this just the other day where um, there's a lady, she's uh, 95 years old, and uh, she's not my mother, but she feels like she is my mother. Yes. And we have this really loving connection. And uh, more than at least five times just in the last four weeks, I knew like a few moments before the phone rang that it was her. And uh, so I shared it with her the other day, and she was just really startled. And she said, you know what? I have actually the same thing. So there is some sort of a, a, a mental, spiritual, or soul connection that communicates with each other just very quickly. And uh, and that's what happens. There are other types of um, uh, telepathic connections, and they can be with animals. Uh, and uh, I don't know if you ever had an animal, but uh, we had a dog, and it was like we could read each other. It was quite amazing. And, uh, you know, that is another uh, type of, of telepathy. And uh, there, there are many others. Uh, it's just a very interesting thing to discover. Like, for example, I had a dance teacher in Germany, and uh, she did not know. I traveled quite frequently to Germany in, uh, in, li in my life, uh, once or twice a year. And uh, she had a little store. She was an artist and an, a writer, very mystical woman. And I know now we had a past life connection. I didn't know it at the time. But I would walk into her store and she would look at me and say, I knew you would come today. And mm -hmm. there was no way she could even know I was in Germany. Yes. So uh, that was a very interesting thing. And it was so normal for her. It wasn't even a big deal. You know, she wasn't even surprised. And so those are examples of telepathy. Yes. And, and they're excellent examples, actually. Um, that people can actually start thinking about and, and say, oh, yes, I've had that. And and sometimes it's just a recognition and, and putting the, the correct name to it because mm -hmm. intuition is different than telepathy. Absolutely. But when you talk about what, uh, when you talk about go in like your inner world, where is into the inner world? Where is that? That's a very good question. Again, that would be, again, different for everyone. The most simple way I ex can explain it is that you you find yourself being very still, 
Closing your eyes does help. And just focus first on your breathing, on your rhythm, how your body is breathing you without any effort. And then you go into sort of a dreamlike state and, and, you know, allow things to come forward. And they could be images, they could be sounds, they could be a voice, or they could be an idea. And it's a very peaceful process that we can do. And oftentimes through that, we find not only a great deal of inner peace and connect with with our trust and faith in life and the universe and God, uh, it is also a place where we often access important information, uh, which you know we refer to sometimes as intuitive guidance or uh, into intuitive insights. So that is a very helpful practice to do um, because primarily, as humans, I believe we are outer directed and not inner directed. And part of the great um, awakening that is happening during the pandemic, where we are so challenged to deal with the changes and with the fears that, that are there, and also with making decisions about faith and about uh, being proactive, uh, it's it's just a major opportunity and a disruption, disruption and chaos, really, to connect with our inner self and our inner world and to find the... Um, deeper confidence that uh, we have access to as individuals if if we seek it uh, it is definitely there and you know oftentimes it's very helpful to to consult with a therapist or with a spiritual um, educator or with a spiritually knowledgeable person of some sort to to get some assistance in how to do that so that we live through this fear let it totally go and reach that place of inner calm and trust and joy. And so I just want to clarify also, Rhonda, when I mention the word God, mm-hmm. uh, I do not necessarily refer to a religious God who sits, you know, somewhere on the clouds and punishes us. I, there are so many definitions of the term that I like to just, you know, qualify it and say, you know, for me, it's uh, something that I cannot really define. I just know that um, this is something that is um, beyond words. It is, uh, if I try to to determine it, it, it would be like a creator or all that is or profound universal energy, order, all of this combined and more is something that I know that is an, is an overall leader or purpose creator uh, for, of all life. And and I know that 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 it's that exists. And so I just want to clarify, you know, when I mention God, that I may not just turn off people and say, "Oh my God, you know, I'm out of here. This this is not mm-hmm. something I want to listen to." Well, I mean, there are people who associate the word God with religion mm-hmm. and not spirituality. Mm-hmm. And there's a, such a shift in human consciousness, and it just seems to be picking up. And the pandemic has encouraged it. Mm-hmm. And so people uh, are being careful with what they say and, and want to define that it's not about religion. It's about the actual creator. Mm-hmm. And we are used to using the word God. Um, and, and I like the word spirit, spirituality. But I also revert back to God. Uh, and I think that people who are suffering in, in different ways 
um, this is the first thing that they they call on God for help and for um, comfort, mm. uh, especially when you know things are are not good in their life, and that could be many different things that we don't have to cover all of those things, but. Um, I'm, I'm glad that you clarified that because that was easy just to brush over, wasn't it? Mm-hmm. And uh, the listening audience, I mean, um, many people are religious and um, and that is their God and many people are spiritual and they still refer to God. But there's many different parts of the world refer to God in a different way. And... Yeah. Uh, yeah, I, I support that too. You know, religion has a great purpose, and many people have an anchor through uh, the, the things that they learn through religion. So I'm definitely not against religions. No, but I also no. know that we have, as you said, a growing number of individuals who say, well, maybe not everything in this religion is timely anymore for me or is, uh, is, is, is comprehensive enough. Uh, and they go for their own search and they explore different avenues and different teachings and maybe do even comparative religions, which is something I highly recommend, which is also part of the academy's program so that people do both. They, they appreciate uh, the different ways of accessing this gigantic, loving, enormous force, whatever, you know, is the, for simplicity reason. Again, we refer to it as God. Yes. Uh, but they also see that maybe some of the um, uh, scriptures uh, need to be carefully interpreted because they may have gone through not only translation changes over the centuries, but also uh, may be interpreted in different ways. And so critical thinking is and education. These are the two things that are really, really important uh, in the academy's program. And everything is done very, very respectfully. Um, you know, I have been attracting people of different religions, and uh, and I encourage them if there is something that is too much out of the box thinking, to just put it on a shelf and revisit it later. We are totally without dogma, without promoting any kind of, of religion or anything like that. It's uh, it's very, very open and respectful and inclusive. Because I learned early in life, and that's really interesting, that, uh, and I was a teenager then at that time, that I realized when I had exposure to different religions, which was phenomenal, I was incredibly fortunate to travel a lot. Uh, by the time I was 28, I was in 36 countries. Wow. And I saw, you know, I was in a mosque. I was in, in uh, Turkey. I was in a, um, uh, in a Buddhist temple for several days in, in uh, Tokyo. Uh, and I, you know, had exposure to different uh, spiritual beliefs. And, and I thought, you know, if there is an all loving God, he would not distinguish, you know, whether you're, you know, or exactly. You know, and, and I learned that early on. And it, you know, again, looking back, there were many incidences in my life that prepared me to do what I do. And, and uh, I, I just realized that God must be something so big and we only have very little access to the magnitude of this phenomena. And uh, that if it is true that everyone talks about God as being loving, then he's inclusive. So uh, we have all access to that. But it is like someone told me, like a diamond. Uh, everyone has a little facet of a diamond. And we don't have the whole thing yet, but 
I really know that after our transition, we will have access to that. Yes. And one of my favorite words this year is the word inclusive, inclusivity. And I'm hearing that you're saying that as well. It's all inclusive. Uh, and uh, I really like that. So when we talk about going within or the inner world, is it the same as being present? Or can you help um, the listening audience um, know the steps of what it, uh, of becoming present? And how to stay in that frame of mind and be mindful uh, throughout the day? God, it's very difficult to do. As I said, you know, we are all, we are mostly auto-directed when we are busy, we're doing stuff, um, and we are not in a meditative state. Um, if we can do that all day, I'm not sure if we actually can. Uh, we have things to do, right? And so we focus on, you know, an article or we focus on... I don't know, something that needs to be done. You know, we need to do laundry or something. We can, you know, we focus on something very specific, um, which is we are being auto-directed. But I do know, and I just know it from personal experience, with some regular time out during the day, and, and it could be, you know, meditation or just sit quietly somewhere, we can increase the moments of presence. And the moments of presence, in my understandings, are moments where I'm on high alert and a high inner calm. It's it's sort of a combination of that. Um, it's a very beautiful place to be. And uh, I give you an example of something that that I experience sometimes. Uh, I have a few uh, a few clients on you know that I meet with online. And before I meet, I get into this place of getting very grounded, and I ask for guidance and presence to be of optimal service, of optimal help, and uh, to not have any of any judgments in my way that, you know, are pretty normal uh, to have, and to just work with this individual from a place of very deep listening and deep presence. And it's a dance. It's a dance between hearing, feeling, making judgments, letting them go, moving forward, and then getting more new information which form again new judgments. So it's it's a dance from my understanding of being present and thinking. So um that's does beautiful. That sense how I explain it. Mm-hmm. That is beautiful. I have never heard it explained like that. But it is a dance, isn't it? Yeah. And it's uh, again something that can be practiced. Uh some people may be born with an exceptional ability to do that. You may have heard about indigo and crystals. And there are some adult crystals uh, who are, are capable to have a natural ability to listen very deeply and to be very present and to have other sources of of information operating simultaneously. Uh, it's a gift. Not every has, everyone has that. But I do believe it can be learned. Um, uh, it can be acquired uh, to some degree. Mm-hmm. And um, you said something just a little while ago, and I just wanted to explore it just a little bit more because I don't understand it. I haven't heard of this term. But you talked about romantic spirituality. <laughs> and what? how would I recognize that? 
Yeah. Well, I, it's, you know, when I say it, sometimes people escape into spirituality, it's that there's a denial of that there are other forces operating as well. It's just like evil doesn't exist. And all I want to do is live in love and light. And there is an escape mechanism because what often people don't know is that the dark side also has light and it can be very deceiving. So part of our life is to learn to discern between positive and negative forces. And uh, if we just are in denial of those, we can get really trapped. I, I give you an example. I had a okay. I had a lady in in my class starting. She started early in in twenty twenty, and uh, because we addressed issues that are also going on right now in this world, which I mean, you don't need to be rocket side to know that there's a lot of evil going on as well. Mm-hmm. Uh, she suddenly emailed me and sent me uh, that, you know, this is all negative. You know, I'm just going to be a healer now. And she moved to a little island and I'm only working now with love and light. I don't want to have anything to do anymore with, with you and with, you know, your information and so on. And uh, so I just gave her one phone call because I don't push people. It's free if people do not want to continue or anything like that, which happens very occasionally. Then uh, I might inquire why, but I will not use any um, manipulative type of uh, process to get them back because I do believe in, in free choice. Mm-hmm. And uh, so I now know, and I knew it at then, that if people escape into this sort of love and light only kind of thing, they often wind up uh, in a very deep depression. In, ca- in one of the cases that I know is the uh, woman, she was not part of the academy, but very, very involved in healing and spirituality and all this. And she attempted twice suicide. She was just rescued in the last little, little moment. And she got into a very, very deep depression. And uh, so that can happen. And uh, unless they have the fortune to, to have some help to get through this, and to gently rebuild their inner confidence, their confidence in their own spirituality, they may just uh, uh, not survive. And they live a horrible life of, of depression and loneliness. And uh, so that would be an example that I could share with you. There are some two cases that I've experienced recently. That's uh, too bad. And and is it that... Um... When people are going through this spirituality or awakening or enlightenment, uh, that they need to be around like-minded people so that they be, uh, uh, stay grounded? It's, it really helps. Uh, when we have a community, it really does help to, um, to feel supported, to feel understood, to feel being listened to. Uh, it really does help. There are a few individuals historically who uh, went into isolation and had, you know, great insights and discoveries. But this is rare. You know, Buddha was one of them. And uh, there are other individuals whom we don't know. Uh, Some people get it only through reading uh, and through journaling. Uh, But to have a community, even if it's just a few people, where you can share what you're experiencing, what you're thinking, um, you know, what you're feeling, uh, it really helps to to validate who you are and where you are at this point in time in your life. So I highly do recommend it. And 
And one of the things that, that we have in the academy is because we have such very different people from all walks of life. Yeah, it's wonderful. Time, they build such a strong sense of love and respect for each other and they're lifelong friends. That may not mean that they have dinner, you know, every week together or so. But if someone needs anything, even years later, you can call on someone and the connection is instantly there. It's a very intimate, very um, edifying experience to be in a, in a group of like-minded people and knowledgeable people as well. Yes, I would. I would think that it would be. I know that uh, a lot of people have spiritual journeys um, that um, it feels isolating um, because they they don't have uh, someone uh, that they know of uh, that are going through what they're going through, mm-hmm. and uh, the enlightenment uh, that they're experiencing. Because there's so many different levels of enlightenment. Do you agree with Absolutely. that? Absolutely. Absolutely. We are all different. You know, all of us here on this planet, we have a different uh, connection to the divine. We experience it differently. But we can share some things with someone. And unfortunately, as you may know, many times we cannot share it within our own families, uh, not with our spouse, not with our children, because it's not the, the connection, it's not the antenna. So we have all the resonance. And so we have to look for someone to share it with and you know something like us in the camera that it's possible to to have that but it's also possible in other ways there are metaphysical coaches there are metaphysical counselors they may not be all that knowledgeable so you have to look you have to interview them you have to find out what's their background what's their belief can i trust them uh, and 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 it may require a little bit of searching uh, but again, thinking and reflecting as well, you know, it's very easy when someone is vulnerable to just gravitate to some guru or some person who may be somewhat questionable. And there are many out there as well. There are many people who call themselves mediums who um, who may not be a medium, uh, who, who may be at best uh, very sensitive or have different types of skills that a channel can have. And one of the things, for example, we cover in the academy is that there are many different types of of, of mediumship and channels and uh, sensitives and how to de- distinguish the different so that we can make the best uh, connection and the best use of, of those people we, we are in contact with. Mm-hmm. Bec- um, and, and that's where a lot of people go uh, for answers. Mm-hmm. Um, I think, um, and over the years, I mean, I've went to, I'm trying to think of the name of the person. It wasn't a medium, but it was a, uh, a fortune teller, mm-hmm. uh, type of fortune teller. Um, and I guess there's good and bad in, in, in everything. And sometimes people are getting incorrect information, mm-hmm. um, and they're paying for it. And sometimes it's uh, it's not good. It's it's very upsetting to people. Um, the best uh, person that I went to was many years ago. I was in my early twenties, and she was the most correct per- correct person that's ever read me. And of course, I haven't had anybody read me for very years and decades. But um, that woman was right on on track, and uh, she was so unassuming. And she'd been doing it for a long time. But there's also people who read teas, uh, tea leaves, and, and different types of things. 
Yeah, for many, this is an, an entry into the understanding of the in a, invisible world, which right. it has value. You know, I'm I'm not saying these are not yeah. true. Because people need to experience it. And if you have a negative uh, medium or channel, then uh, that's a learning experience. And then you would see it as that. Um, it was very funny. Years ago, I published articles to warn people of mediums. And now I'm involved with what I believe is the number one in the world. In, in yes. It's really funny. But I tell you an, an, an example that may be of interest to your readers, too. Right. Many years ago, I went to one of these psychic fairs, you know, which were very, very common before the pandemic. And uh, there was this older lady. She was, she looked like she was an East Indian woman, but I'm not sure. And what I noticed was people who were seeing her, they wound up crying and left. And uh, so I walked around her and I went a second day and I finally thought, well, I'm going to check that out. Why are these people all crying and upset? So I went to her and she was very mesmerizing. She was also dressed in very unusual clothes. So there was something really interesting about her. And she was telling me that uh, she would, she was able to see that I was to, about to have a major car accident in the next three weeks, and um, that uh, I need to be prepared. But she said she can, she can help me to prevent that car accident if I meet with her in Vancouver, which is like I'm on Vancouver Island. I would have to go to Vancouver, meet with her on a graveyard, and she would do a ceremony to prevent me from this horrible experience which would leave me paralyzed or something. I, I forgot what, you know, what it would do to me, but it wasn't very pleasant. <laughs> I thought, wow. It, by the way, that was it cost $2,000. So, uh, no, I don't know how many people actually went to Vancouver and to a graveyard to meet with her, but I was so appalled. I cannot tell you. And I was, you know, I mean, I'm, I was just still exploring all this. Now, this is a pretty extreme case. Uh, and I never saw her again. I only saw her once in Victoria. And uh, that prompted me to write articles to caution people and to use their head and to be careful and, you know, all this kind of thing. And so, um, and, uh, you know, it's almost comical that I was led. I know I was led uh, with, you know, my stories to, to go to, uh, at the time, to South Germany and meet with this channel by the name of Manuela. And it took me still half a year before I committed to even translate the information because I was so programmed to be to be skeptical and to be careful yes. that uh, you know that I just needed a lot of confirmation. In fact, I went there twice to meet with her again, and then I decided to start my study groups and in spiritual study groups and uh, public talks uh, on the information that I had translated. Uh, here in Victoria and also in other parts of the world. Um, but it, it was not an easy decision um, because I really wanted to make sure that I don't invest my time and money because I invested a lot of money to my trips to, to meet with her uh, once or twice a year. And, um, and, and so I wanted it to be worthwhile because we have mediums all over the place. There was nothing like it here in my vicinity in my area that come even close to the kind of quality of transmitted information. And so that's what I dedicated then my life to. And um, uh, much of the information is also a part of the academy's curriculum, which I know is brand new information. And I want this information to be available to anyone who wants to find out about it. And I want it to be available for the next few hundred years. So I have 
everything, the entire curriculum ordered properly with numbers, handouts, study materials, and my presentation parts in between, so that anyone who learns this stuff can become a facilitator. And eventually, what I'm looking for is to find a person who is male or female, 30 or 40 years old, who will become the CEO of this organization, has the knowledge, but also a very good business sense, exceptional people skills, and a lot of love for life and for truth. Oh, that's wonderful. That's just wonderful. Thank you for that. I do have a curiosity, though. Mm -hmm. Did you have the car accident? No, never. No, you didn't. No, no. no. This was all BS. You know, this was yes. a highly manipulative, dangerous woman who told everyone when I saw when I saw later this horrible thing that would happen to them, whatever it was, and she could save them if they mm -hmm. would come and do her ritual for two thousand dollars. No, yeah. I did not believe it at all. I was appalled. Mm -hmm. And so they prey on the weak and the vulnerable, right. and because you had. You were so grounded in all of these subjects and had so much knowledge and were skeptical. Um, it's almost like you were drawn to her uh, for the reason that you talked about is so that you could write articles and alert people. Yeah. You know, before the academy, even that was years ago, that was probably. 30 years ago or so then I, that I had that experience. So it wasn't that I had all this knowledge. I just think I had sort of an intuitive ability or ability to think things through and, and to recognize quickly what is fraud and fiction and what is of real value. I think I may have had that already early in life. Uh, yeah, I think so. Mm -hmm. How may people reach you? Uh, what do you mean? How many people? Well, how many people reach you if they wanted to reach out and find out about your academy, or if they wanted to email you? Uh, oh. How how may they reach you? Oh, they can. First of all, they can look at uh, my website, which is, by the way, going to be a brand new one fairly soon. Which is very simple. It's one word: metaphysicalacademy.com, and they can just simply write to me at Anneli at metaphysicalacademy.com. And uh, then they can meet with me. I, I really suggest to meet uh, on Zoom to find out what they're really looking for and if I'm a fit for them, because it's not for everyone, because it is a fair amount of uh, time investment and energy investment. And, uh, you know, people need to be really serious with stuff. Uh, it is not a quick weekend course. Mm -hmm. Each module is a year. So we meet once a month, approximately, uh, on a Saturday from 10 to 3 uh, Pacific Standard Time. And uh, there's homework involved, there's a quiz, it's fun. Uh, it's very fast-paced, so people are not bored because when you're here five hours, you will say, oh, my goodness, you know, how am I going to sit there for four or five hours? Very fast-paced and there are lots of breaks, short breaks. Yes. And yeah. it's very, very high energy. And it's also very intimate. Um, as I said earlier, you know, the mm -hmm. that form are really quite extra extraordinary. And the acceptance of each other because they're so different. My goodness, it's sometimes, you know, I wonder where do these people come from? Yeah. <laughs> but uh, it, it, it is lovely. I love it. I love to have the, the range of different life experiences of different levels of education uh, and, uh, and, and 
do it practical, make it real, make it simple. And at the same time, in simplicity is depth, as you know. Yes. And anyone who can learn anything with depth also can present it simplistically. And that is one of the beauty of the, the program, that everyone can understand it. And if they don't, we ask questions. If I don't have questions, I, say, I don't have answers. I want to say, I yes. say I don't have the answer. I don't know. But if yes. I do have the answer, and I have quite a, quite a few, then I will tell them. So I have no interest in pretending anything that is not correct or that's not true or not something that I know I can totally share. Uh, and I don't also have my ego invested in that because I see myself more as a, a friend, as a facilitator, as yes. someone who shares knowledge. I don't see myself as a guru. Mm -hmm. so that's maybe the difference. Yes. And so what extraordinary discovery have you found in your life? Well, the two things, really. Okay. One is that I mentioned earlier in our conversation, and that is that I know God exists. Yes. And that God exists uh, in a way of, you know, in different ways. And I know that that is not something I can convince anyone of. Uh, and the other thing is to uh, the discovery of really this source of information that I came across. Mm -hmm. It's extraordinary. I um, it is there is nothing in my world in my life that had more impact than access to this information source. Uh, and, I, and I know that may not sound like a lot to people because they don't know, but uh, I have had so many experiences in life. Sometimes I feel like three lifetimes at least. Yeah, so many different <laughs> things I've been I doing. Know. I've been traveling. I have been exploring. I was, you know, CEO of a sales training and sales management consulting firm for three years. I had a number of other businesses. I, you know, was doing high level coaching and. Everything led me to what I'm doing now, and yes. uh, to have this this information is. Um, I still today, often, I'm in awe. I know yes. it's it, it's so profound, mm -hmm. uh, and I wonder why is it me? You know, who had had that privilege to to develop this and to share it with the world. Yes, well, it's all very obvious looking back over your background. Uh, that you've been led and guided and all the experiences that you've had in your life has prepared you for the academy. And, um, you know, you just have a plethora of information uh, and um, work that you've done, awards that you've won and books that you've written. Um, and so uh, you're just extremely fascinating and uh, so interesting at so many different levels because you have, I mean, your marketing uh, experience and the work that you did there also provided you for the work that you're doing with the Academy. And um, so it is extraordinary. Your life is extraordinary. But I know what you feel like when you say you feel like you've lived three lifetimes in one because you're very talented, you're very curious. And because of that, you've, um, uh, you know, you've just explored so many different things and, uh, and you had the opportunity to do it. And that is uh, wonderful as well. And uh, I really thank you for joining me today, Anna Lee. Um, I get goosebumps listening to you. I mean, <laughs> I wish that we could, I wish we could talk as long as we did in our, in our pre-conversations, but um 
uh, anyway, we shall talk again. And so you gave um, your uh, email address. I wondered if you could give that to the, our listeners again. And can yes. you spell your uh, Anna Lee for them? Yeah, it's uh, my first name, Anna Lee, which is A-N-N-E-L-I, A-N-N-E-L-I, at metaphysicalacademy.com. Metaphysical Academy, one word. Dot com. Mm -hmm. Well, thank you. Uh, thank you to my extraordinary guests this morning. And, um, and I look forward to continued conversations with you, uh, Anna Thank you so much. It was a really great joy for me to connect with you, Wanda. And uh, I wish you all the best for your podcast and for your mission to share good news with the world. Thank you so much. This is Rhonda Grant with The Rhonda Grant Show, author of Magical Forces Within, Extraordinary Discoveries in an Ordinary Life, inviting you to look for the magical forces within yourself today and every day. Thank you for joining us. Thanks for tuning in to The Rhonda Grant Show with your host, Rhonda Grant. If you would like to find out more information about Rhonda and her upcoming guests and the work that she does, go to her website, rhondagrantauthor.com. That's rhondagrantauthor.com. 